This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. The following is a message from the Legal Eagles Network. Are you eligible for a monthly Social Security disability check? Did you know you've been paying for it your entire life out of every paycheck? You could be eligible for up to $3,000 a month. Here's managing partner Sam Pond. And I would suggest that the vast majority, not 100%, but pretty damn close, of all those members that are retiring from one of the building trades or another union, that they're eligible for a Social Security disability check when they retire at 50, 53, 55, 58, 60, even into their mid 60s or in the early 60s, and that that could pay them $36,000 per year. Let Pond Lee Hockey help you find the answers to this question. Are you eligible for Social Security Disability? You have nothing to lose except what you're entitled to receive. Go to PondLeeHockey.com. Now on Talk Radio In my opinion, the verdict weakens the city of Philadelphia and cripples the rights of the middle class who built this city. Our number one president of the Philadelphia AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, will join us. Wendell Young, president of UFCW Local 1776, will join us. But, J-Doc, first I'll come to you for opening thoughts, and then we'll get right to Pat Eiding, who's on hold. Wendell will be with us as well. Uh, Joe, I totally agree with your comments. I think that uh, the decision, although I respect our our, our jury system, uh, is a miscarriage of justice. Um, I think that they got it wrong. And you're right, Joe. It's going to impact so many lives across the Delaware Valley and beyond. And certainly um, it weakened a, a movement uh, and the middle class, like you said. But by the way, labor will, if this, if this was their idea to shut us down, they're way off. Okay. And that's a fact. Um, but I want to bring in Pat Eiding, uh, you know, t- to weigh in on this. Pat, how are you? I'm good, uh, Joe and Joe. And uh, thank you for giving me some time on here. Uh, you know, we, we, we talk about the good times and the bad times and, and, uh, Sometimes uh, you have to have the, the wherewithal and the and the uh, leadership to take those bad times and move them forward without too much hesitation. And, uh, as you both spoke, and I think you both spoke uh, well of the subject matter, um, this is a, uh, a tragedy, uh, unfortunately. And as you said, Joe, Doc, uh, I believe in the system. I believe in uh, 
the way the, uh, the, the, the country handles it with jurors of uh, folks who are common folks who just live and die every day. But uh, in this case, unfortunately, uh, some of the people who were sitting on that jury uh, were already uh, preconceived that everybody that does stuff in Philadelphia are crooked and bad. And it's a shame because, uh, first of all, I believe, and I think it's just I want to thank Wendell for all his help that uh, working together to try to get the truth uh, heard. Um, I, I just believe that had, uh, had the jury been a little bit more from here, where they see the way things work every day here in Philadelphia, but more important than that, it's, it brings out a whole lot of stuff people want to talk about, how we have to change things. And uh, the truth of the day is that the lobbying that was done by uh, Bobby Heenan and uh, John Doherty was for working people. It wasn't, you know, the Comcast agenda was uh, to try to make more money. And the millions and millions that they make and that the people that are executive people make, uh, John Doc and Bobby Heenan work together, if they want to call it working together, to try to help people who are working people. And and, uh, they they did a good job. Uh, John has been a fantastic leader for Local 98 for many, many years. I uh, have been fortunate enough to be in the labor movement for many years, and I know uh, how 98 had grown under uh, under uh, John Doherty's leadership, and the membership of Local 98 have not only grown in numbers, but in their their ability to uh, have a better living because of the kinds of wages they made and uh, you know the the benefits. There's probably not too many that could uh, to brag more than Local 98 for how far they've come. And Bobby Heenan, by the way, was my council person for many years. Um, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into the other council people, but one uh, woman who's very mouthy about uh, people being crooked and what have you, uh, take a look at her area, see what she's done for her people compared to what Bobby Heen has done for his people. Uh, and I'm talking about people who need a home, people who need a, 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 a turkey or some canned goods, real stuff that you do for working people. And uh, she, she better take a look at what she does before she starts pointing fingers at other people being crooked. But, you know, it's not a time to be mean. It's not a time to be going uh, good after people. Because guess what, Joe? You also alluded to the fact the labor movement is not down. We're not going anywhere. Um, they, the only reason Bob Heenan was thrown into the pot because they wanted to get John Doherty. And that's what the, that was the Fed's goal, and that's why they did it that way. So, uh, But guess what? We now have great leadership in the Philadelphia Building Trades. The leaders of the Philadelphia Building Trades came together and uh, – uh, made some good decisions without missing a beat. Uh, the first agenda, part of the agenda was to thank John Doherty for all he did in his leadership with the building trades and also in the labor movement in Philadelphia. So, um, you know, that, that's the part I meant when I said, you know, we get down, but we don't stay down. Uh, great leadership. Uh, uh, Ryan Boyer is, uh, first of all, a leader in our community in many areas, working with folks in the neighborhoods to try to give them an opportunity to get in the trades and try to help them that step up that they need to do that. Uh, maybe something they're not getting coming out of school. Doing a great job with the, with the, the his, not only his unions, the labor unions, but been partnered with John Doherty for all this time. So we're not going to miss a beat, you know, and um, it's kind of odd. I, you know, a young lady who's a reporter in Philadelphia, I think highly of compared to some others, uh, pointed out to me, said, geez, that uh, Ryan's the first uh, African-American uh, leader of the Philadelphia building trades. And I said, well, you know, in my lifetime, there was, you know, there was John, there was uh, Tom McGrann, there was Pat Gillespie, John Doherty, and Ryan Boyer. I said, one out of four is not bad. I said, if that's a story, I don't know where they're getting a story from because the work 
that Ryan's going to continue, he's already been doing. You know, just just look at the uh, the great building they built out there in Board State to help kids in, in that that section of the city. So, uh, I guess what I'm doing is talking real fast to just say that we're not down. Thank you, John Doherty, for all you've done, and I'm sure all you're going to do because you don't go away. And uh, and especially for my uh, council councilman from the sixth councilmatic district, Bob Heenan. Uh, he's back out there right after the tragedy of being found guilty, helping the people he was helping the day before. So, um, you know, a sad day, but I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, the folks who are coming after us, they better be ready because we're not going away. We get, we, we get up every day helping and trying to help working people, and we're not going to stop doing that because the feds come in here and, and uh, uh, put together uh, a scheme, as far as I'm concerned, uh, if, if this is wrong, lobbying is wrong, I guess I'll be the next one found guilty because uh, every day I'm trying to move some stuff in city council. Uh, for example, you know, paid sick leave. Bobby Heenan worked together with me on that, uh, you know, fair fair work week. For folks who work for, you know, Target and, and McDonald and those kind of places, uh, they never know uh, what, what their schedule is going to be. And now because we've put a law together, at least they'll have some idea when they get finished on a, on a regular shift, they're not going to have to work in another shift to, without being told. Things like that that folks don't know. You know, home care. Uh, Bobby Heenan and, and the Councilwoman Jim uh, put to, put together some great information that, about what's happening with home care workers. We don't have it finished yet. We still have to go uh, make sure we get it finished. But these are the things that we're doing. And, and I, I, you know, if I'm rambling, I can't help it because uh, – to have Bobby and, and John Doherty be guilty of anything, they're guilty of doing too much for working people. And if that's a sin, God bless us all. Pat Eiding, president of the Philadelphia AFL-CIO, joining us here live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is The Labor Show with Jadock and Krause. Pat, stay there uh, with you for a moment. I just want to give Wendell Young, uh, president of UFCW Local 1776, an opportunity to join us while you're on the line. I know you only have a couple of minutes, but uh, stay there before I introduce Wendell Young. I do want to read one short paragraph uh, from the City of Philadelphia website, Philadelphia City Council uh, introduction page for Bobby Heenan. Prior to serving on City Council, Bobby Heenan worked as an electrician. After completing the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local 98 College Accredited Apprenticeship Program, he worked his way up through the union, eventually becoming Local 98's political director, a position which allowed him to help draft and lobby for legislation at every level of government on behalf of his fellow members. Wendell Young now joins us here uh, on the Labor Show. We're going to spend the, uh, the entire first hour with Wendell, but Wendell, before Pat jumps off the line, um, I'd love to welcome you in, ha- give you the floor for a couple of thoughts um, uh, based on Pat's comments, and then we'll go from there. Hey, uh, good evening, everybody. Thanks for uh, allowing me to join you tonight. Um, Pat, I, I can't say it any better than you did um jury got it wrong i'll talk a little more about that um um when there's time tonight 
Um, I also, I want to wish Ryan Boyer um, uh, the best. Um, this is a challenging time. This is, I, I know Ryan. I've, I've worked with Ryan for many years. He's a, he's a great, great, great union leader. And, and I know this isn't the way Ryan would want to um, come to lead the building trades, but he's going to, do, he's going to be, be wonderful at it. Uh, he has a passion for people, especially people who work for a living and their families. I've seen that over and over again, and uh, on behalf of UFCW, we'll do anything he needs. Uh, he has our complete support, um, you know, to, to do this transition and, and lead the organization in a time like this. Uh, I think Jury got it wrong, guys. Uh, Pat, like Pat said, and you know, uh, none of us were in that room with them. Uh, we don't know what they were talking about. I'm not sure what the judge's instructions were to them, but uh, clearly, there's a there's a misfire here. Um, I think they were probably all good-intentioned people, but none of them probably know a thing about or, or, or were provided enough opportunity to learn much about what goes on. Um, if they didn't like the way politics works, if they didn't like the fact that people get paid, most many politicians, uh, it's not just a Philadelphia thing. I'm tired of reading articles about uh, reflecting poorly on Philly, that this is the way things go in Philly. That's, that's bull. This is the way it goes in Pennsylvania and most states in our U.S. Congress. People are allowed to have outside incomes. If you elect somebody from the business community to be a leader, whether it's Philadelphia City Council or anywhere else, and they happen to, to launch into a pro-business community while collecting money from their business or other businesses, nobody thinks anything of it. But God forbid a union leader gets elected after a lifelong career as a union leader, as a union electrician, and he keeps his stripes defending and advocating for workers while keeping his, his while, while a reduced amount, his paycheck um, that he earned, you know, that he continues to earn, that that's somehow wrong. Why labor gets singled out? These jurors don't know what they don't know. And for whatever reason, maybe some biases, um, they thought that this is somehow different and unique. It's not. Other people in the same city council have other jobs, and they side with the industries that pay their, their, their paychecks from those other jobs. You know, many of the people in our state legislature, same thing, no difference, same soup, different bowl. Why are we being singled out in labor? I'm not saying that it's that, that this is the way politics should be. Me personally... If the jury wanted uh, uh, outside incomes and revenues and, and uh, equitable interests to be uh, uh, illegal, then they should have advocated for a change in the law. If the jury thought that uh, uh, people, um, um, you know, don't get or that they're not allowed to be passionate and they're lobbying for things, then they don't know what they're talking about because that's the way this system works. And if you don't like it, change the system. Elect people that'll change the system take the money out of politics, have publicly funded campaigns, don't allow people to bring those interests with them. But they're not doing that. They're singling out labor only. And uh, I, I, I honestly hope that this gets uh, overturned, like we saw in some other similar cases in this country uh, by, by uh, the appeals courts. Uh, but unfortunately, even if that happens, um, it doesn't change the fact that this has now destroyed uh, two people's lives and their families' lives. Pat, uh, Pat, you know, let, let, it, Wendell, let me let me let me let me let Pat weigh in there. Pat, this was no secret that Bobby Heenan 
uh, was getting a salary from Local 98, right? I mean, this was something that was public knowledge to everybody from the day he joined, uh, became a city council person. Joe, listen, a good point. Let, let, let me tell those people who want to listen to what the Fed said. Bobby Hena was involved for Local 98, representing Log 98, in almost everything we did in labor, whether it was in the Philadelphia construction industry or in the industries that I deal with. Came to our meetings, was part of our things, was part of our efforts. I just mentioned a few minutes ago about the things we worked together at City Council, getting uh, for workers who don't have a collective bargaining agreement. Had nothing to do with uh, John Doherty. It had to do with the fact he represented labor, and he represented it well for Local 98 as their political director, and he represented it well as their member. And in every phase of what we've done in Philadelphia, Bob Heenan has been there as a representative of Local 98. To say that he was taking money for nothing or, or for just for uh, swaying things that John Doherty is not only a total lie, it's a misconception of how things work. Bobby Heenan represented Local 98 for the small salary that he got in every phase of labor that we did here in Philadelphia. And let me re- you know, repeat that every phase we do in labor is for somebody who doesn't, doesn't have the advantage of a collective bargaining agreement, doesn't have a chance to, to be, uh, come up into some sort of life where they can uh, possibly get a, uh, uh, you know, a, a fair pay and, and maybe some benefits. And as I say often, you know, maybe even be able to take their kids to a movie once, movie once in a while. They, we're not looking for people to be millionaires like the people who run Comcast and others. We just want our piece. And Bobby Heenan and John Doherty, every day of the week, four, seven days a week for, for that. But to say he was taking money from Local 98 and not working for Local 98 is not only a lie, it's a travesty the way it was believed, by the, unfortunately, by the jury. You know... Uh, let me tell you something simple, because first of all, uh, first of all, let me tell, tell you that I thank Wendell for his support for labor across the board. And in these in these times uh, when Bobby and, and John Doherty needed some help and some support, he was right there. And by no means is he part of the, collect, uh, excuse me, the construction industry. He's part of the labor movement, which is all more important than anything else. But I, I just want a, a little comment that I try to explain people how it works in Philadelphia when my mother and father voted for a committee person or a ward leader, they voted for the person who was going to get the streetlight fixed. So I guess that's illegal. I don't know. But, yeah, why else would they vote for somebody if they're not going to do something? Maybe it was because they wanted to get a streetlight fixed or maybe the street fixed, and they lobbied with the, with, the, with the ward leader or the committee person to do that and then turn around and vote for them because they did it. Or maybe they wouldn't vote for them because they didn't do it. Now, I guess that's, that's the kind of stuff they call is some sort of conspiracy and illegal. I mean, that's the way it works. And as Wendell said, in every city in this country, in some form, it works that way. And the difference is, I mean, the difference is if you're a millionaire or a corporation, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to step out of your leadership in, in Congress or se- being a senator and then be a lobbyist that uh, represents some million, you know, big, five, uh, big, big corporation. I, I get a little ex- upset over it because this this is it is tragedy. It's wrong, and uh, hopefully, you know, Wendell alluded to the fact that maybe we can change something with appeal. But the damage is done. The damage is really done in, in more ways than not, and uh, it's sad. But I think that they did anything to the to the to the labor movement as far as pushing us back here in Philadelphia. That's a misconception on their part because we're going to be here today, tomorrow, and days to come. And I guarantee you, long after some of those folks who uh, put all their uh, all their efforts into trying to destroy a life, 
will be going and labor will still be here. Pat Eiding, president of the Philadelphia AFL-CIO, joining us here to kick off our live labor show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, we'll get to our first commercial break. Pat Eiding, thanks so much for calling in live here uh, on a Saturday night. On the other side of the break, Wendell Young stays with us, president of UFCW Local 1776. We'll get closing thoughts from Wendell uh, on Pat's final statement, and then we'll transition into a conversation uh, with Wendell Young. We have a big agenda tonight, J-Doc. Lots to cover uh, with Wendell Young, one of the premier labor leaders uh, here in the region. Uh, We'll do all of that uh, when we come back after the break. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. Here live on a Saturday night, this is The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we broadcast you live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Again, special thanks to Pat Eiding joining us uh, to kick off the show along with Wendell Young, president of UFCW Local 1776. John Doherty, by the way, will join us live tonight. Uh, that coming up uh, at 7 o'clock uh, in hour number two. Uh, Wendell, we have a big agenda and a lot of ground to cover, um, but I did want to bring you back into the opening segment if you had, if you wanted to close on any final thoughts um, from Pat's uh, remarks, and then we can jump right into the agenda. Well, um, because of the time constraints and the rest of the agenda, I just want to wrap up with one short thing on this trial. If you listen carefully to what the government says, and I'm just going to pick one issue here. There's so many to choose from that Bobby Heenan was elected to represent all Philadelphians, not just the labor community. Well, whether it's labor issues, other issues, every issue that becomes before a legislative body has people that agree and people that disagree and people that just don't carry their way. There is no politician that can represent everybody and be on the same side as every one of their constituents. You're going to have people that disagree. So when business leaders get elected and they tend to lean to the business side and support the business agenda of the Chamber of Commerce and other business groups, they don't get hung out in the legal system like this. And they accept money from all those groups and they go to ball games and concerts with all those groups. And, and, and so do a lot of the judges, let's face it. And so when a labor guy gets elected, and he also then leans towards issues that are favorable to um, uh, workers and, and, and unions and union workers, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Somehow that got twisted around to he wasn't representing everyone. It's not a 100% world. 100% of people don't agree on every issue 100% of the time. This was some sort of fantasy that the jury accepted. It's not the way politics works. It's not the way lobbying works. It's not the way legislation is made. And they may not like that. As the old saying goes, it's like watching sausage be made. And I've been in sausage plants. I represent workers in sausage plants. I know how ugly that process is. And politics is just as ugly, or not, if not uglier. If they don't like the ugliness of it, fine. But you don't go and indict people and convict people over that. 
Well done, anyway, well stated. That's all well I had to say well for tonight. Well Wendell Young, uh, President, UFCW Local 1776. Uh, well said, Wendell. And, and like we said, we have a big agenda for tonight, so we thank you for, for weighing in on, on that. Um, let's segue into, you know, we got a lot going on. Uh, we have our holiday season right in front of us, lots to talk about. Uh, and, 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 and the labor movement is involved in a ton of different areas. Uh, in your area, Thanksgiving here is here, and it's possible that people, and some people don't know it, you can have a union Thanksgiving. You can buy union uh, for Christmas. There's so many products. Talk about that because your union represents a lot of those products. Well, true. So, listen, the old saying is, you know, um, uh, the, the, ho- the holidays, the weekends brought to you by the labor movement. In this case, it really is when it comes to Thanksgiving because much of the food produced in this country is um, uh, processed and packaged and shipped and trucked and and uh, put on the shelves of stores and and stocked and wrung out by union workers. Um, m- many of the people in the food uh, production and processing and retailing are UFCW members. So I'm really proud to, to be uh, part of the, the 1.3 million UFCW members uh, that bring you the holidays like uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, so that you and your family uh, uh, can have everything you need. And, you know, there's been a lot of hype about shortage of supplies. I think the media is really being irresponsible about some of that hype. You know, I've been in our stores as recent as today. Um, they're well stocked. They have everything you need. In the Philadelphia area, the union stores are Acme, ShopRite, Fresh Grocer, um, Rite Aid, the Pennsylvania Wine and Spirits stores, um, we have everything you need for your holidays, lots of it piled up high on the shelves. Our members are eager to serve you. They're there. They've been there for you all through the pandemic, but they're the ones you see when you go to buy the products. You know, right here in Pennsylvania and across the country, many of our members work in the factories that process the food. They, they work in, in slaughterhouses. Uh, you know, uh, right here in Pennsylvania, we have Empire Pol- uh, Kosher Poultry, where we process turkeys and we process chickens and it's a a 100% kosher plant so for those who have that dietary need for their religious observance we are the biggest single plant uh, east uh, on the eastern seaboard east of the Mississippi um, of its kind the only one of its kind that uh, that does this um, uh, uh, to to, uh, cater to that clientele we have uh, JBS um, I'm sorry, a beef uh, slaughterhouse and processing facility right here in Montgomery County in your uh, listenership area. Uh, we have 1,500 workers there that are uh, putting together all kinds of beef products for you to make sure that it's on your tables uh, uh, all year round. Uh, and, and many more that will take too time to mention throughout Pennsylvania, but brands like um, Hanover Brands, uh, uh, Naus Foods, Ceterios Meats, uh, uh, wise potato chips, you know, so you can have a, a union holiday by shopping union stores. Uh, you can go to the AFL-CIO's uh, website and get a list of union-made products, uh, you know, from, from food to, to uh, candy like Hershey's um, uh, to help, um, to help um, uh, make the holiday even better. Because, you know, when you support union businesses, you're supporting those employers that are helping lift communities with better jobs, better wages, benefits, pensions, 
you know, unlike the jobs at places like Walmart and other big box stores where, you know, it's a race to the bottom for low wages, no benefits, and, and, and the taxpayers end up subsidizing those employees with all kinds of taxpayer-paid benefits because the employer doesn't pay for it. So, you know, uh, if you really want to support your community, shop union, buy union, not just for Thanksgiving, but all the time. But uh, remember, through the, the worst of this pandemic, the stores that had the best supplies, the best customer service, and the employees that didn't uh, participate in the great resignation and abandon their customers were our union stores right here in the Delaware Valley. Wendell Young is with us for the full hour. And Wendell, you know, I find it, um, I don't want to say ironic, maybe that's the wrong word, but, you know, here we sit, uh, you know, a year after the pandemic, and find ourselves in the same conversation with Wendell Young and UFCW 1776. During the pandemic, all of the workers went to work. Um, for the mandates, all of the workers um, adhered to the mandates. There were, uh, and today we still find UFCW uh, workers and members leading the way it's just an amazing thing and i just want i just wish the public would see that would stop for a moment and understand exactly what it means so so hey right now um you said after the pandemic no a year and a half from the beginning of the pandemic you know this pandemic's still going it's going to go on for a while um it, 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 only donald trump thought it was going to go away when the sun came out in the spring and it was miraculously going to go away we all know that was baloney um but you know w we look at pandemics like like the the last big pandemic of this kind and and it really was a three to five year process and we'll get through the worst of it um it's, you know based on more people participating and doing what they have to to protect themselves and each other their families and their communities and right now the number one thing we can do is is vaccinate you know we spent the the first half of this pandemic um you know really hoping and praying that a vaccination would be arrived at and then because of the politicization of this pandemic and the vaccines you have some people reluctant to get them now i'm not going to get too far into that what i'm going to say is i'm very proud of our members we have a very high vaccination rate amongst our membership, both both those working in the food processing facilities, the nursing homes, and retail and elsewhere. But right here in these retail stores in, in, in our listenership area, in the Philadelphia area, greater Philadelphia area, uh, we have very high vaccination rates. And, and by doing that, they're not just protecting themselves, they're helping protect their customers and their communities. Um, the next stage is underway now of getting the booster shots. And I can tell you right now, you know, you go online or call the store or, or just walk in um, uh, into one of our stores like Acme Markets or ShopRite where there's a pharmacy or Rite Aid, and they're going to they're gonna take you as a walk-in. They're going to help you through it. If you want to uh, have a little less weight, log on to their website. I did it. I logged on to Acme's website a couple weeks ago as soon as I was eligible for the booster. Uh, within minutes, I had my appointment for a couple of days down the road, and when I walked in, they were waiting for me. They already had my paperwork, they had everything done, and they were, I watched them do that with customers before and after me. And it took a few minutes, and Acme gave me a nice coupon for a huge discount on my purchases. So while I had to spend some time in the in the store um, because they want you to wait 15 minutes to make sure you're 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 in good shape. You didn't have a reaction. I went and did shopping and, and took advantage of that discount. 
And, and so our retailers, our members are really rolling out the red carpet to help the community get vaccinated. So don't wait. Go get vaccinated. It's the best thing you can do for yourself, your community, your family, and to get our nation further through this terrible ordeal so our economy can get faster to mend, people can get back to normal quicker, faster. Those that are being reluctant are just slowing the process down. And unfortunately, it's not just about slowing things down. It's costing lives, the most important thing here. And so um, I, I hope for whatever reservations people have had in the past, they've taken a look at the ever-increasing data that's collected daily, weekly, monthly, and realize that, that really best thing you can do, get vaccinated. Uh, Wonder, you have a, uh, I think you have an on-site uh, clinic at the Union Hall, correct? Well, we did. In the, in the um, earlier part of this year when the vaccinations were first coming out, you remember how hard it was? First of all, they, they released it in stages based on age and health conditions and, and, and being essential workers in certain kinds of work. And that included our members. So it was really important for us to be able to continue to serve the communities, keep the stores open, stocked well, keep the lines moving, to make sure that uh, our workers who are face-to-face with the customers all day long are, are not only protected so they can keep coming to work, but also that they weren't the reason for spreading the virus to their coworkers and community. So we had massive effort underway. We did on-site clinics. We did off-site clinics. We did closed clinics. We did traveling clinics. And as you can imagine, in our union, we have 35,000 members uh, throughout Pennsylvania in a lot in about a dozen different industries. So we couldn't do the same thing everywhere. So we had to have a, a, a multifaceted process here to um, to approach this. And and you know I, I you know again our members, the pharmacy staffs from our union stores, the Pennsylvania Department of Health, the governor uh, Governor uh, Wolf, and and a lot of elected officials, both Democrat and Republican really helped us get this done where we had some tough time because, uh, uh, in a, you know, uh, supply and demand issues in the early days of the vaccination, everybody really lifted um, and helped out to, to get, um, all, for example, on-site vaccinations in our food processing plants so that um, we can get those shots in people's arms right at work, get it done quickly so we didn't have supply logistic issues that would affect the consumers getting the product, but also keeping those workers safe who work together in large buildings, many people together at once. We represent nursing home employees. And, you know, there's, it's, it's, it was really sad what took place in this country in nursing homes, and our members got hit as hard as anybody else with it. So it was really important early on to get to those employees and make sure everybody, from the, the nursing staffs down to the custodial employees, they all are spending time with these residents at a time where they weren't able to see their own families, the residents. And, and the only real connection, human connections that were the staffs, our staffs in these facilities, they did an excellent job. Um, and, and so, you know, there's a lot of people that, that, you know, there's a lot of people are quick to criticize some of the imperfections of what's happened throughout this um, uh, uh, pandemic. But, but this is something that was new to everybody. None of us ever lived through this before. We were learning a lot on the fly. We had a, a federal government that was lying to us about the virus, how it worked, what we had to do to protect ourselves, and, and proper protocols and proper um, um, ways to, to fight the virus. And despite that, here in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia, Kenny administration, Wolf administration, uh, Acme Market, ShopRite, everybody worked together.
to get a better end result. Wendell Young joining us here on The Labor Show. When we come back after uh, the commercial break, the demand for workers. Back in a moment. This edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here live on the Labor Show, hour number one. We're live here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. Wendell Young, president of UFCW Local 1776, uh, joining us tonight. Jay Doc, as we... um, Talk to a labor leader who is very active, but during this last, call it two months uh, of the year, um, as Wendell said in in our opening segment when we started to get into the agenda, he represents the workers that provide everything for what everybody needs. It's just an amazing thing. You know, so, and it's interesting. Wendell, if you would... Where could people find the list of uh, pro union products and uh, you know for the holiday season uh, in their shopping to meet their shopping needs? Well, the simplest thing to do is just uh, go go to the internet and, and uh, through your browser uh, search for um, you know the the AFL CIO. And, yep. and there's a tab somewhere there about union made products and services. The other will be. You know, just type into the browser union label, uh, union made products. Uh, type in things like, you know, Thanksgiving uh, union made products, you know, for my Thanksgiving dinner, things like that. And you're going to bring up a number of sites from a whole bunch of different unions that uh, right here in Pennsylvania, uh, at the Pennsylvania State AFLCO, their website um, has a, a link to, to union, um, union products. Uh, that you can uh, look at. But, you know, supply chains being the way they are, I I would say go to the national AFL-CIO's website because you get a broader list of things. And you could could cover that whole table and dessert with all union products. If you just took a few minutes to do that, you walk up and down the supermarket aisles, and you'll see the stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Talk about uh, your members uh, ratified, just ratified a new uh, union contract. Talk about that. Well, uh, we've ratified a whole bunch of new contracts. Uh, one of them's right at Empire Kosher, uh, the poultry plant I spoke about earlier. And it's a great example of, you know, and, and you know, you have a lot of uh, employers out there complaining about they can't get people. There's, there's more people looking for jobs than there are jobs to fill. There are more people unemployed than there are jobs available. So the problem isn't that employers can't get people problem is too many employers are still being too cheap and not paying them enough. And, and Empire is a great example of a company who, um, you know, they, they've, they've had some staffing issues, but not enough that incapacitated them. But they, they've, they recognized throughout this pandemic that their employees deserved an attaboy. And we've negotiated some hazard pay and some other provisions for our members there throughout the pandemic. But the contract expired recently. We were in negotiations and very quickly negotiated a new successor contract that provides, um, you know, really great uh, pay, pay raises, benefit security, retirement security. And they're the kind of things you, you, you got to do as an employer if you want people to come and work for you instead of someone else. 
And, and there's no rocket science here. You know, it, 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 forget about the pandemic for a minute. You know, f- from about the time of the election of Ronald, soon after the election of Ronald Reagan, our country's workers saw their wages stagnate and decline. In real wages adjusted for inflation, over the past 40 years, people have made less and less and less who work for a living, both union and non-union, right? More so in the non-union sector. So there was already pressure building years in, in recent years prior to the pandemic. The pandemic just exasperated it, and it exasperated for a whole bunch of reasons that economists have talked about. But the reality is right now, if you want to compete for the people that want to work, and there's, there's plenty of them out there, uh, it's not that they're not there. You're going to have to pay more than what you were used to paying before. I'm getting really tired of whether it's a big company or a little company, people saying, I can't afford to pay people more. You know, I, 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 I can't stand people who, who have accumulated huge amount of wealth, more than they'll spend in their lifetime, telling me that they can't afford to pay their workers more, that they can't afford to better secure their retirement plans or provide for uh, a better quality health care plan at less cost to the worker. And, and you know, I have over 100 different employers we deal with here in our own union, and we have renegotiated many contracts in the last 18 months during this pandemic. And, and the ones that got the support of the workers the quickest are the ones that paid more and secured the benefits and provided retirement income security. It's in- uh, Wendell, just uh, one <clears throat> quick follow-up on that. And the companies that hire and have union employees working for them are much better off than the companies who have non-union employees working Oh, yeah, for them. and I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, so one of the biggest non-union competitors here in the, in the, mostly in the suburban area, but they're creeping into Philadelphia lately, is Giant, Giant Markets. Now, Giant... Um, has um, south of the Mason-Dixon line down in, in Virginia and Maryland and Delaware, the same company operates stores that are all union. And, and it's because it used to be two different companies and one bought the other. And the one out of Pennsylvania, out of central Pennsylvania, started decades ago was non-union. The one down there was union. So last year when the pandemic hit, the Pennsylvania job, part of Giant, formerly a different company altogether that's non-union, had a huge uh, loss of employees and store conditions went downhill really fast. You didn't see that in Acme Markets and ShopRite. You know, in Acme Markets and ShopRite, people have far better health care plans, retirement plans. You know, they have guaranteed wage progressions. It's not at the whim of the manager based on, you know, which way the wind's blowing today. And, and, and there's all kinds of work rules and scheduling rules, things like that. Our members hung in there. I'm not saying we didn't lose any. We had some people who had very legitimate concerns during the pandemic because of a compromised immune system or a loved one at home with the same and, and really couldn't come to work. And we, 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 we did everything we could to take care of those people so that they didn't suffer as a result. But some just decided to leave the business altogether. Some, very few. But the other companies, the non-union ones, their turnover accelerated. And, and, and the customers could see the difference. You know, we, we, we keep that pulse and take pulse of consumer reactions to things. We monitor store conditions. We saw that. Um, 
And, and it's not just here in the Delaware Valley. You know, companies like Albertsons, did, who own Acme Markets here locally, and companies like um, uh, Wakefern, who is the co-op that the ShopRite owners are part of, did far better than those other companies. Uh, we saw it in Western PA, where we represent a company called Giant Eagle, different company altogether, you know, where they have some non-union stores in Western PA, but most of the stores are, are union. Our union stores, our staffing was better. Our follow-through for the customer was better. Our adherence to protocols was better. And and the union contract was the difference there. And, and Wendell, you know what's an interesting, in, in kind of layman's terms, it's the difference between having a career and, and a job. And a lot of these non-union employers that are paying minimum wage, and shout out to Mike, representative Mike Driscoll, uh, who, who, who is, I just, I just saw a post on Facebook about the same topic about employers paying a living wage. Okay. What's important about this is when you have a union job, it's a career. You, when you, often when you, when you're working for a non-union employer and you're making the minimum wage, how many of these, uh, these employees are also on welfare, are also on public assistance? They cannot afford to, to feed their family. They're working three jobs. By the way, they quit their jobs because in some sense they have nothing to lose. It's e- when you're making minimum wage, you can just go out and get another minimum wage job that you can quit also. So to me, it's the difference between a career and a living wage and a livelihood and what what some would call a job that they can afford to lose because they really don't have much to lose as it is. That's my two cents on it, Wendell. Yeah. And, and you got to be careful because it's, it, these days it's really not uh, just about the minimum wage because you do have some of those non-union retailers paying a little more uh, to get people in the door but without the rest of the package there now and in the future, those jobs don't compete and people can't stay in them. They have nothing to grow towards. They don't have any opportunity there. And, and as you said, they end up becoming a burden on the taxpayer. So, you know, some people might think, oh, I'll go to that new discount supermarket because I'm going to save a few cents on my grocery bill. But, you know, you're paying it in your taxes because that employer is using you to subsidize their employees compared to where there's a union contract in place. You know, another example is you heard me talk about our food processing facilities. We have quite a few of them around Pennsylvania uh, and, and different types of food we process. You know, we didn't have shutdowns because of lack of employees throughout the whole pandemic. But some of their competitors, non-union, and some of them were very high profile in the media, um, you know, they had a hard time operating the plants because there was not a union there working with the company making sure that protocols were in place and making sure that policies and provisions were in place so that they could work safely and securely throughout the pandemic. Uh, the union difference couldn't have been clearer than throughout this pandemic. Wendell Young joining us here to kick off our live show tonight on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Um, don't jump over the dime to pick up the nickel. How's that in short terms Uh, (laughs) that's what i that's what i believe uh wendell uh appreciate you coming on um uh here tonight uh on the live show um and good uh good work by you sir thanks for having me on guys everybody have a great thanksgiving and uh be safe and shop you
right, great stuff from Wendell Young, president UFCW Local uh, 1776. Special thanks to uh, Pat Eiding, president of the Philadelphia AFL-CIO, for joining us uh, to kick off our number one. Uh, of the two-hour labor show with J-Doc and Krause. Uh, on the other side of the break, as we transition into the final break of hour number one, John Doherty will join us for hour number two. Back in a moment.